My name is Ray Park, you may know me as playing Darth Maul the Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo at Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, sit walk. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the force be with you. May the force be with you! Twelve technical difficulties later, and this is the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Where we talk all things Star Wars. My name is Colin. And I'm Ray. And we're here to talk about... Star Wars in 8K! In 8K, we're in 8K. We heard your complaints about the camera being blurry. We're not blurry anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Let's go. Anyways, we have a decent amount to talk about. We have the entire season finale of, of Ahsoka to kind of just reminisce about and you know kind of be sad about be excited about the future the future of star wars and then also the old republic remake is it canceled we're about to talk about it let's start with the old republic now i know you're not a gamer nope okay so that game has got a lot of history but the remake the announcement trailer you know happened a couple of years ago everyone was excited about it it was going to be on playstation 5 everyone's freaking out it's great Things slowly happen behind the scenes that make it just kind of go down. They had the announcement trailer on their social media accounts, including uh, YouTube. They just took it down. Hmm. Yes. Which is sad because that's actually something that I was looking forward to because of when you remake a game, it's kind of a remaster of the original, but with some different things. And then that was also going to have like a bunch of, to me, it was going to be a better department for the graphics. And that's something that I was really excited because that game is fantastic, but taking an old game and remastering it is something that I always love. If they would remaster the original Star Wars Battlefront 2, oh man, I I would be over the moon. So it sounds like the game is no longer happening with this studio. Okay, so there's always the potential it could come back through a different studio. Yes. So there's hope. A little bit, but... yeah (laughs) something that we've learned especially within the last uh last past couple of years is that for gaming studios sometimes they uh, like to announce things early a fine example is star wars eclipse um that game trailer was fantastic everyone was so excited but then all of a sudden it was just like actually this game isn't coming out until maybe 2026 actually 2027 actually 2028 isn't that kind of what happened to the lego game yeah don't get me started on that (laughs) because it's possible (sighs) yeah it might just be a really long time well the thing that was happening with the lego game was that covid kept press uh, kept pushing it back because we were actually supposed to get the game on may 4th in 2020 we were supposed to get it in april and then it got pushed back and it got pushed back and then we didn't get it until 20 2022 i was not happy yeah no i'm well aware <laughs> <laughs> that old republic remake is still in the works hopefully uh hopefully it goes to a new studio but right now it sounds like they're think of another way to kind of bring it back to life because they've had so much happen behind the scenes and all that stuff now was the trailer that was posted only through the studios accounts uh or did star wars slash disney lucasfilm post something on their end as well that's been taken down 
I believe that's also been taken down. Okay. Well. Yeah. So then my guess is it's something not on the game studio side, but the Star Wars side. Maybe. Like they might have pulled out of that studio and are going to a different studio potentially. Okay. Um, in that case, you'd want a new trailer because the game would change. Yeah. Maybe. Um, I'm wondering also if it could be connected to the potential gamer strike. Oh, yeah. Like if maybe the company that they were working with is is considering striking and so they're like we're gonna go with a company that's not sort of a thing i don't really know how the gamers strike potential the potential of the gamer strike really works out that's yeah. not something i know a whole lot about shrug emoji don't know all right let's talk about ahsoka we just got the last episode two days ago how do we feel about it i'm really sad that there was not as much um Balin and Shin. I wish they had a little bit more of a wrap up. When Brooke and I were watching it at the end, I looked over to her and I was like, we didn't get any Balin or Shin in this. And then all of a sudden you see uh, Shin um, on her rat dog horse. <laughs> Do those things have a name? Yes, they are called Howlers. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so uh, rat dog horse. <laughs> I was anticipating the kind of end that Shin was going to have because she's so conflicted. Mm -hmm. So to me, it kind of makes sense that she's like, you know what? I'm just going to leave these people. So some some people said that she was holding up her lightsaber to kind of fend off, like to say, hey, I'm not a threat. But to me, it was, I am now your leader. It could also be a bit of both. But the main thing that people are talking about, which again... We got Force Ghost Anakin. That was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Loved it. We had Balin and this awesome moment of where he's got a super cool uh, cloak. Yeah, where did that come from? I don't know because I don't remember him wearing it, but that's got fur in the back of it, and that just screamed Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings, uh, especially that view that he had on on the statue because of because the way that he was looking out in the distance it looked like he was looking at mount doom and i was like i, I was like well, oh okay the way his face was angled mirrored the statue behind him and i just kept like looking back and forth like is there supposed to be some like symbolism or like similarity here yeah. but yeah i noticed the cloak right away because it has color and I mean, Shin has a little bit. She has some gray in there. But Balin doesn't have any color in his outfit. It's all shades of black and gray. And so that cloak stood out to me right away because it was a pop of color. And one must always have a hint of color. Someone said that Balin clearly skinned a howler. I'm not going to say you're wrong. That's kind of (laughs) sad. But I mean, honestly, where else would he get one? Such right, short notice? right, it yeah. Didn't come with him, yeah. So wow. But the big reveal was that the statue that he was standing on was the father, and then there was a statue right next to the father, which is the son. Now, isn't that Clone Wars? Yes. That really confusing, like borderline meta episode of yeah. So they, so Ahsoka, Obi Wan, Anakin went to mortis and that's known as the mortis arc and it gets all types of confusing because the father is the one that actually keeps balance of the force but at the end of it spoilers if you haven't read it i mean not read it watched it 
Honestly, I would watch that episode and then you actually get more into a tiny bit of that in Rebels in the last season. Basically, after the daughter gets killed by the son, the son really wants to escape and just wreak havoc on the galaxy. And then the father stabs himself. And then the son is mourning him. And then Anakin comes up and, and stabs the son in the back. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, they're dead. And now the force is unbalanced because the dark side has prevailed. And then that's like a hint at that's why the empire rises to power order 66 happens and all that stuff it all leads back to that moment and that's also hinted at because because ahsoka sees the daughter in her spirit animal form which is morai uh, and then after that you see balin standing on this statue he looks majestic and then the camera pans out and you see that he's standing on the hand of the father uh and then you see the son and then you see the daughter's statue but it's shattered it's broken which is a hint at she's actually dead but the father and the son could still be alive okay well now you got me thinking if the death of the father and son caused unbalance in the force then is anakin really the chosen one because he's supposed to bring balance to the force not cause the unbalance of the force well at the end of return of the jedi anakin redeems himself by throwing the emperor off into the chasm and you know he dies and then the second the second death star blows up and all that stuff but now you have to think about we go to the sequels we get all the way to episode nine another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Emperor's Alive. So what the sequels did is they kind of tarnished of what the chosen one was, what Anakin did. Well, there's also, so the chosen one is kind kind of seems like a mythological being that nobody quite knows if it's a real thing or not. And so everyone just assumes that it's Anakin. And I'm wondering if maybe it's just not. Of not what? That Anakin's maybe just not the chosen one. It. Well, he just happens to be like super strong. So that was also uh, that's an excellent point, because in Star Wars Rebels and I see a question and don't worry, I will I will get to that question. Uh, but the uh, in Star Wars Rebels, when Darth Maul and uh, and Ben Kenobi fight, when Darth Maul is dying, he does ask Obi-Wan. Is he the chosen one? And then Obi-Wan says, yes, he is. And then Maul is like, he will avenge us. And then and, and then Maul passes away. But, now, they hinted at that being Luke Skywalker. Okay. Because what... It's all confusing. What evidence, or I guess proof, does Obi-Wan have to, like... Yeah. 
solidify the fact that Anakin is the chosen one. There's there's nobody coming down from the heavens and pointing at Anakin saying that one right there. <laughs> so yeah. I I don't I don't know. I don't know how you tell when it's not very specific. Because Qui-Gon doesn't really, he's like, I think this one's the chosen one. And the rest of the Jedi Council are like, mm, maybe not. Yeah. Yeah, and true. He's, and he just puts his hands on his hips. He's like, he is, though. He is. Yeah. And then Obi-Wan's just like, I guess he is. Okay. This is a lot on my plate. Right. And they do question that in, in episode three of when Yoda is on his way to uh, to Kashyyyk and even Yoda says wrong the prophecy could be one of our listeners says okay but will an audience who only watch live action stuff like my 68 year old mother will understand this it is a lot it, it it definitely is a lot it's changed a lot and there is a lot of tie-ins to Clone Wars and Rebels the ending of of this uh, season is a fine example of why it, it, it was important to watch Clone Wars and Rebels. Even though they were advertising, oh, you don't have to watch those shows to understand this. And it's like, you, well, you kind of do. I think the thing with Balin standing on the hand of the father, that's more of like an Easter egg kind of a thing. You don't have to know who that statue is to understand what's happening in the series. True, but the world between worlds is tied to that. And we first saw that in Star Wars. I mean, because I remember when an episode came out and a lot of people had questions like, oh, hey, we've got this time traveling. Th I mean, time traveling thing, vision thing where she's a kid now and you've got this blue like kind of skywalking thing or what? No pun intended. But going on with that. And, it, and my answer was watch Star Wars Rebels season four and you'll understand. Just watch Star Wars Rebels and, and you'll understand what that is. Oh, see, I don't know anything about the world between worlds and I understood what was happening. Okay. It was like, oh, she's kind of hanging on the verge of death. Right. And she's seeing visions. So what you're saying is true from a certain point of view. Because <laughs> that is your favorite phrase. <laughs> it, it's, it's, I mean, it's 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 one of them. It's all up to interpretation. Yes. And the the thing about uh about the world between between the world between worlds is the fact that it's kind of a time traveling uh portal realm so you walk through you see different portals that's how ahsoka is alive because ezra was walking by one and he saw that darth vader was about to kill ahsoka so right before vader was about to kill her ezra pulls her out of that timeline and saves her life yeah Ooh, yeah time travel getting messy yes so when we saw that in Ahsoka, I was like, okay, how does she get here? But then to me, it was like, oh, she's in purgatory. She's on the verge of death. She's trying to, and the only way to bring her back is to let, to kind of do what Kylo Ren said, to, to let the past die and just kind of move forward and accept what happened and not let it, you know, kind of control your actions, but let it build you as a person and help you move forward and i think that's what she did and 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 that's why after that i feel like most of the audience was like that's ahsoka she's acting like how she acted in rebels how she acted in clone wars she is more snippy than the normal and it's because she 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 let that guilt of her feeling responsible what happened to anakin go james herrera he he sounds like an all right guy he says but anakin did tell ray to bring 
to bring balance back to the force like he did. Yes. But uh, I don't think he brought balance. That was the okay. <laughs> that was the original idea from George Lucas. George Lucas, he wanted to go back to episode one, two, and three, show you the story of why of who Anakin was before he he became Darth Vader. But in Return of the Jedi, his original thing, and he has stated this, that the whole point of it was that he, that Darth Vader turned back to Anakin when he saw his son was about to die. He lifts up Sheev Palpatine and throws him into the chasm and dies. That was him bringing balance back to the Force. Episodes 7, 8, and 9 were never ever part of that original thing the original script for seven eight and nine that he actually pitched to disney was darth maul was going to be the main villain he came back and he was alive during that time period um would that be his third time returning or second time returning from death well the whole thing that happened in in star wars rebels then was not part of the plan that george lucas had that was not even fair you know there so when when the people at Disney were like, we'll read over your script, but we're not actually going to, you know, do anything about it. Um, that whole like plan twisted. And then we got force awakens last Jedi and rise of Skywalker. None of that was part of the original idea that George Lucas had. He, he had the whole outline, but the original script, uh, Palpatine wasn't supposed to die until episode nine. So as far as I know, Palpatine, because I did read that script, Palpatine actually didn't come back to life at all. He was uh, he was um, just a hologram that that Kylo. Wait, are you talking about the script for Duel of Fates that Disney made, or are you talking about actual thing that George Lucas came up with? Sorry, I'm getting all my timelines confused. Or the original original idea? I don't know. I don't know, James. <laughs> um. Going back to what another listener said, the problem with all these shows is that they open holes for the already established universe and the poor fans have to flex their hard drives to justify all the issues by using headcanon. Well, I feel like that's kind of going to happen if you add on to anything. Marvel's doing the same thing. They keep expanding the universe and sometimes different like... Yeah inconsistencies pop up and i feel like that's just the nature of the beast unless you have a giant brain who knows every single fact dave filoni you're gonna have these inconsistencies uh that pop up here and there and i think that's just error is in human nature and so at a certain point we just have to suspend our disbelief and roll with it because nothing can ever be perfect no nobody's gonna see it the same way and like there's people who say like the sequels aren't my star wars and it's like well wasn't really made for you yeah made for the next generation of fans that's 100 percent true it's constantly changing Mm -hmm. and expanding some people want star wars to specifically speak to them and just be for them and not every project is gonna be specifically for everyone not everyone is a fan of Star Wars Rebels. Not everyone is a fan of the Clone Wars. Not everyone was a fan of the prequels. D- very much so. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's considering two of the actors went out of the business. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it's it's great that you love Star Wars, but not every project 
is going to be for you. And you're sometimes you have to accept that. For example, there is the show Star Wars Resistance. I think it's great, but it's not, you know, 100% for me. It did have some involvement by Dave Filoni, but it didn't feel like the other projects. So I was like, oh, okay, you know, I'll still watch it, but it's not my 100% thing. And then people are, you know, upset that that they didn't like it. And I'm just like, not every project is for you. Yeah. And you just got to accept that. Just the small things that happened in this last episode of Ahsoka was the fact that um, it's a small Easter egg, a small cameo, but that says a lot. That that, that says a lot about Balin's journey and what he's trying to do. Um, So, I don't know. I think there's a lot that I'm excited for, but I'm also sad because Ray Stevenson is no longer with us. Yeah. You know, as much as I want his character to continue... I really don't like that people are already kind of recasting. He did he did such a good job yeah. in that role. I think the only way I would want to see that character come back would be in a book or an animated. Yeah. I don't know that I'd want to see another actor yeah. try and replicate that. I mean, you'd have to find somebody like perfect. Yeah. And I, I think Ray Stevenson was that. And I don't know that you can top it. I, I agree. I just don't like the whole fan recasting thing right away. I mean, people didn't wait. And I yeah. was just like, guys, you need to give this show a second to breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this is a big one. One of our listeners says, so all Star Wars content in the future is not for Star Wars fans. I don't know if that bodes well. People don't want to settle for mid i i agree i agree with you on marvel the difference is there's only six stories beyond that i respect and we'll have a decision whether to like it or not personally i didn't like all three films all of the sequels but i love the mandalorian season yeah so you are agreeing with what we're saying because not every star wars show or movie is going to be everyone's favorite that's what we were trying to say because as i mean i i I still love star wars are the sequels my favorite thing in the world no but i still like it and that's totally okay um it's okay not to like something but to take it out on other people for 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 not liking something that you like is to me is wrong not saying this commenter is doing that by any means no no just hypothetically speaking yeah so it's it's just like it's okay that you don't like something that someone else loves. That's 100% fine. Because again, Star Wars is for everyone, but not every project is going to be everyone's favorite. Because if I'm being honest, I didn't like great chunks of the Clone Wars. Like, it was good. Yeah. But like, there were whole arcs in there that I'm like, I this, it feels like a snooze fest to me. Oh, see... I, I disagree with you, but I'm not going to be mad about but it. But that's okay. Because you're entitled to your own opinion, and that's exactly. okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, uh, one of our other listeners says, uh, going back to the Rebels episode, Obi-Wan could very well have been referring to as Luke as the Chosen One. Yes. Uh, at, uh, at that point in time, though, Anakin was truly dead after facing uh, Vader in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. You're Yeah, you're absolutely right. But at that moment, Obi-Wan wasn't even made yet. Right. Um, all these other shows weren't even made yet. The only other Star Wars shows that existed were The Clone Wars and Rebels. That was it. I think that that kind of contributes to why um, 
more people don't like some of the new stuff is it changes perspectives on the old stuff that for example when obi-wan said he is the chosen one he could have been talking about luke he could have been talking about anakin yeah now that we have the obi-wan show it makes it look more like he was talking about luke yeah it's just kind of like adding in different flavors to the old content and i think that upsets some people yeah because some people have more of a purist kind of view like once it once like this story has been laid out we're not going to change it like this is this is my star wars and we're not going to change it um which i mean is fair but if you hold that belief too firmly i think you're severely limiting the future creativity I mean, you can always build on uh, newer sections of the galaxy, kind of like we're seeing coming up. I don't know. Some people like to revisit their old characters. And I feel like if you're going to go make an Obi-Wan series, it might have an impact on some of the other canonite things that already exist. Because we're getting more information. And more information will change your perspective. It's a very interesting um, kind of time. Uh, because we are diving into characters that have been established for a bit. And then we're also creating, uh, they are creating new ones that kind of tie into it. For the life of me of after episode one, I never thought I was going to see Darth Maul on the screen again. And here we are. He just keeps popping up in different projects, kind of like like th- th- throughout the different things in the timeline. This just leads back to our last week's conversation about when you fall, you don't necessarily die. Right. Well, <laughs> I'm not saying Captain Phasma is alive. Okay. I'm just saying <laughs> if you fall, you don't necessarily die. Right. I, right. I think in Star Wars, if you don't see the body, there's always a chance. However small. Of what you're saying is true. From a certain point of view. You can't say I'm wrong. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, overall, what did you think of the series? I liked it. Um, even though I didn't have like full context into like the backstories of Sabine and Ezra, I was able to pick up on enough because they gave me enough context clues okay. that it was very easy to understand how important this was and what a big deal it was and how these characters are so like close to each other. I it makes me definitely want to go watch uh rebels even more yeah but i think it did because we had talked before the show came out that we weren't sure how spoon-fed the information would be for people who hadn't seen rebels and i feel like they had a really good balance of giving you just enough information for you to understand what these characters mean to each other without rehashing all of it yeah so i i thought it was really good i also really liked it the visuals were good I mean, the costumes were amazing. Don't even get me started on those Clone Wars flashbacks. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No. It was so good. There there are so many new references to Anakin, like just picture wise, where I'm excited because I uh I I I dress up as Anakin. Um, so I was like, let's go. Because we we actually got like real clear shots of what his hair like really really looks like and his scar and everything and then his Clone Wars outfit was fantastic and I'm doing that one too but I'm not getting a wig I'm just growing my hair out so I'm not getting a haircut until m- maybe next year so wow commitment 
So get ready for long-haired Colin. <laughs> it's going to be very interesting. But yeah, no, I, man, I, 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 I thought the finale was great. Having Anakin come as a force, um, come back as a force ghost in the end. I thought that was great. I, Question. And I, I love how I didn't say anything. Do you think Ahsoka saw him? Because she doesn't really make eye contact mm -hmm. at all. Because she just kind of like looks out, and when you when it, the camera cuts to her point of view of the horizon, we don't see him. We don't see him until she turns her back. So I'm curious if she saw him, or maybe I think she felt his presence, but I don't think she saw him. I agree with that assessment. I think that she sensed it and Sabine weirdly enough sensed it that threw me off. I was not expecting her to be like, well, I thought I saw, well, she's force sensitive. Well, yeah, but it's, but then it's just like, then why didn't Leia sense the force ghost at the end of return of the Jedi? It's, um, which that's a whole other thing. And she, a lot of people know how I feel about Sabine being a Jedi. Was everything. she, was Leia training at that point though? No, no, no. But, she was still force sensitive. She is strong as Luke. I mean, well, okay, that's a whole other debate. But but she has the same force capabilities as Luke. So yes, and, but Luke did a lot of training to hone that. Yeah. Whereas Leia didn't necessarily. So two people can have drawing talent, but if one person studies their whole life to okay. be an artist, that's true. They're going to advance their skills yeah. more so than somebody who doesn't. That's fair. But they can still both be natural talents. Yeah. And the whole thing about Sabine for me is I don't have any problem with her um, being a Jedi. It's just her whole story in Rebels was Mandalorian heritage and kind of accepting who she was. And then at the end of it, she was, you know, actually fighting side by side with her people and all that. And I understand that her whole family died. Um, uh, during the uh the second battle of mandalore and all that stuff but her whole journey was accepting who her heritage was and her becoming a real mandalorian and and there's even a line in this finale of Hugh yang saying ahsoka was afraid of the reasons why sabine was trying to be a jedi and that's why ahsoka left sabine essentially was because ahsoka was afraid that she was becoming Jedi for the wrong reasons. And the reason was to um, be like Ezra and all that stuff. It, it, it wasn't to be a Jedi, to be a Jedi. It was, I'm going to do this because of Ezra. And her mind wasn't 100% in it. And that was very clear. So to me, I thought her journey in this was her going, really accepting who who she really was, which is a Mandalorian. I have no problem with her being a Jedi. Well, th to me, this kind of contradicted her entire journey in Rebels. I almost wonder if Sabine isn't going to really see herself as a Jedi necessarily. But also, like Ahsoka said, there's more to being a Jedi than a lightsaber. Yeah. So that would imply taking on more of the lifestyle yeah. of a Jedi. I don't know. It's I think... From what little I know of Sabine, I think she would be able to find a good balance between her Mandalorian heritage and learning the ways of the Jedi. That would make more sense. I I, I just to me, Sabine just doesn't scream Jedi is 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 my thing. Um, just because I don't think she would really agree with 
most of the Jedi ways. Well, the Jedi doesn't really exist at that point, do they? I mean... Because they kind of all died. How about Luke? Well, I mean, they kind of all died. Not all of them, but like almost all of them. <laughs> I, I think Luke... I think when Luke does bring back the Order and we see him actually... Um, and we actually uh, see him actually teach students and everything. I think it's going to, I think he's going to do his best to try and fix of what was wrong with the Jedi order, which was that they, they did not want you to have any attachments or, or any of that stuff. And it was a very strict life. But because of that, that kind of drew Anakin to the dark side because he was so restricted on what, he could do in his personal life and he and he wanted to do the right thing he wanted to be a jedi he wanted to save the galaxy but he also you know has these feelings the difference between humans and droids is that you know humans you know have to act on these feelings and and they can't just kind of you know sit on them the thing with anakin was you know he had a strong love for padme and he couldn't just shut those feelings off that's not how feelings work so I, that was the issue to me with the Jedi Order. I don't even think that's that's all of it for Anakin. I oh, think no, Anakin I think had more. I don't think it was specifically Padme. I think Anakin had a strong need for family, period. Anakin or Padme just happened to be a huge part of said family. But I think Anakin just wanted a family, which is the whole theme throughout all of Star Wars. Oh yeah. It's the whole thing is just found family. That's all, that's all it is. You boil the, everything in Star Wars down, it's found family. Which is one of my favorite tropes. It never gets old. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you've got that in Bad Batch. You've got that in in The Mandalorian. You've got that in the Poke Boba Fett. There's, you're absolutely right. Like, it, it just keeps coming back, but in different ways. Yeah, and I think... It, the found family aspect is probably clearest in the sequel trilogy yeah. because especially through uh, Finn and Ray, because Finn was a stormtrooper, He was taken from his family and he finds a new family in the resistance. Ray lost her parents and gets a new family in the resistance. Uh, quite literally as Leia passes on the Skywalker legacy to her and she gives uh, Poe the Organa legacy and Ben the Solo legacy. It's all about found family, man. <laughs> uh, S- uh, Sabine's comment for for Anakin's Force Ghost is the title of a new Star Wars book that was just released. I haven't read it yet. And I... Wait, what was the comment that's a new title? Looking off in the distance, kind of sensing the Force Ghost of Anakin of, of, of where she's like... I thought I sensed something or saw something. I didn't know if that was the title. Can you elaborate on that? Uh, yeah, I don't know. How that's the title. I'm so confused. Yeah. <laughs> um, but overall, I thought the show was great. Big cliffhanger. Thrawn got back. I expected Thrawn to get back. I didn't have any doubt about that. What was sad was that Ahsoka and Sabine got left behind. But the but for me, Thrawn getting back was I had no doubt about that because the the whole point of this show was you know Ahsoka's journey and everything but also it was to 
get ready for the return of Thrawn. That was also hinted at in the Mandalorian season three of Thrawn's return. Uh, so the fact that we got it, I was not surprised at all. So I'm super pumped to see that he's back and see what kind of havoc that he will that he will wreak across the galaxy. And then you just wonder, like, how fast his takedown is because he's got to be out of any power he would get. He'd have to be gone before the sequels start. Right. So I'm curious what that arc will be. Well, there's a there's a small hint at what's to come. This character is from Legends, and it actually ties into the father and the son. Right. There's the daughter. Who's the mother? The mother um, essentially is a force being called the Havaloth. And basically, um, it is one of the most powerful force beings in, in, in the galaxy. And it's very dark side oriented. If that character comes into play, that's going to change a lot of the way that we look at the Sith and, and the dark side and all that stuff. So this unknown mother is just like <laughs> superior dark side energy. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. I will read the description for those who don't know. That would be me. <laughs> Have a loss. Oh, I think we got an answer on the title. Uh, Star Wars, the High Republic Shadows of Starlight is the new book. Shadows of Starlight was Sabine's comment. Oh, yes. Shadows in the Starlight. Oh, is what she had said. Okay, I remember that now. Thank you. <laughs> okay. uh, all right, Havaloth is a self-styled as the, as the beloved queen of the stars, and also known as the bringer of chaos, and was an extremely powerful uh, force user. I love anything that's going to bring chaos. Um, chaos is my middle name. <laughs> if she's on the planet of Pridia, where Balin and all of them are. And Balin, you know, somehow releases her and into the galaxy to wreak havoc. She's going to rival Thrawn, and that's going to be a whole other thing of chaos. Be really interesting to see. I'm excited because we don't have pop culture's track with female villains is very weird. We yeah. don't have a lot of like long-lasting female villains. Like in Marvel, we had like Hela right yeah she was there for one movie all of your overarching villains like a darth vader or a loki or a thanos or darth maul they're all male so i'm curious to see if we get that and how they'll approach it i mean again this all leads up to the sequels so yeah so she's gonna have to go away real fast well like, it's not real fast because we could get a lot of content out of it yeah which but like timeline wise section in the timeline is relatively short yeah because there's an end date. It's going to be a very interesting couple of years. Because they also haven't even greenlit officially a second season of Ahsoka. I really want it. And Ashley Eckstein is crossing her fingers for a season two cameo. So, Well, I mean, yeah. She, she's got it. I'm surprised that they didn't sneak her in in the first one. I know. I know. And I was waiting for it. And we didn't get anything. And I really, really hope that she gets some type of involvement soon in the live action stuff. Because if it wasn't for her... Yes, Dave Filoni did create the character, but Ashley Eckstein was the one that brought her to life. Yes. So I want her to have some type of involvement because yeah. she is a great actress, but she's also 
a wonderful human being and i've been very lucky to meet her a couple of times so i'm just i really really want her to be involved um going forward in the uh, at least season two or maybe the dave filoni movie involved somehow somehow in some way just get her in there speaking of the dave filoni movie there's a lot on the horizon with the strikes being over. We have a couple of the new shows that did get pushed back. Most likely they're all coming out next year, which means we're probably getting five big projects next year. Skeleton crew, star Wars outlaws, acolyte and or season two and tales of the Jedi season two and or season two tales of the Jedi season two and bad batch season three. Well, the writer's strike has ended. Yes. The actors are still right. gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is what I was talking about. So we might not get new content because you, you have the writers, but you don't have the people playing the characters. Yeah. So we'll wait. Yeah. Just looking it up right now, uh, SAG after negotiations are going to continue on Friday, Friday and next week. Looks like they're still going. So who's to say how long it'll be? I hope something gets solved soon because. The trailer for Acolyte that we... I mean, again, all the shows coming out, I'm excited for it. But Acolyte, to me, is something I'm very, very excited for. Just because the fact that we're in a time period has nothing to do, really, with the Skywalkers. It is taking place during the High Republic. It's going to show the fall of the High Republic and go in, into the prequel era and kind of show you like of what happened, of what happened to make the Senate and the Jedi order to be the way that they are during that time period. Uh, because there's a lot of lightsabers. There's a lot of deception. There's a, a lot of new lore towards the force. And I'm very, very excited for it. We are getting a Wookiee Jedi in live action on screen. Nice. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm excited as like a costumer uh, seeing some of the art of like the High Republic era, no, it seem it's similar but so different too. It's very bright, light, and clean, and so I'm very curious to see how they translate it to film. I just need new content, man. <laughs> Not that I have the time to watch it. Right. Oh man, yeah. And then we're getting Andor season two, which we know that that's the final season because it will lead into Rogue One which means that we'll probably see Cassian meet up with K2SO, and w which is great. I love that. I love K2. I'm definitely expecting some type of Rebels cameos in that show, and I know that the first season kind of strayed away from that, but at this point, they'll be overlapping. They will be 100% overlapping to where they really won't have a choice to you know, avoid it. So we'll probably see Hera. We'll probably see um, you know, Chopper and some very mature tone because that's what andor was have you seen andor i saw the first episode okay it honestly feels like a hbo max um show disney plus i'm going to be honest however far i did watch it didn't really hook me i felt like that in the first three episodes okay so just keep going yeah be because of it was just it was very slow and it was a def it was definitely a new look on 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 Star Wars. It's just very different. It was a new take. Yeah. I love Andor. I actually just got my Narkina 5 prison suit from Andor approved for the 501st. Nice. So, yep. So I'm I am going to submit that over to the Prevalegion here shortly and that will be my first 
Revolution of Costume approved. So. Yay! Uh, One of us. <laughs> yes. So I am very excited. So I love that show. Well, I mean, hey, I'm I am really, really, really tempted by a Shin, and that would be Do my it. first Dark Side costume. Do it. That would be. I've already seen some people have made some foam builds and everything of, of yeah, that already. People are uh, drafting up like the 3D models for 3D printing and um, drafting up mm-hmm. sewing patterns and everything. I'm waiting to, until there's more resources Yeah, because I am not emotionally or mentally equipped enough to go through a second build yeah. with no resources. Yeah. Uh, doing... Sabe's battle decoy with absolutely no resources available to me the first time was rough. Rough. I think the only reason I got through that project was because it was a quarantine project. Right. It took 14 months. And that's not including research. That's 14 months of building. Wow. (laughs) Someone from Mar Garrison, which I am going to give him a shout out because I really want him to do Baneland, would be um, he's probably one of the best people that does Cobb Vanth. Uh, Don Kuhn. Yeah. Don Kuhn would be a great Balin. Let's go. That would be dope. I would be so excited for him because every time that he puts in Cobb Vanth, I'm just like, oh my God. It's perfect. Yeah. No, he, he slayed that. That looks fantastic. I'm not, I'm not going to apologize for drifting this over into costume talk because (laughs) that is my nature yep uh and if you want more costume content go and check out our tiktok ray and i are running that we're having a blast with that we're back we were gone for a bit but we are definitely posting more content on that it's it's gonna be a little crazy um because i was given control uh, you give me <laughs> a mic and a camera and things will get chaotic. Hey, hey, hey now you, you're not fully in control. I'm there too. I am. Until I change the password. Don't. <laughs> no, but I'm, I am cutting out like best clips from our episodes. Yeah. I am doing, there's going to be like little commentaries in a way. Yeah. I am going to be making memes. I have... So, little, so many plans. Little known fact about me. In 2016, I started a Tumblr. Okay. And I still maintain it to this day. Really? It is a classic literature crack meme blog. <laughs> I read and watched Jane Eyre. And I was like, there's got to be memes about this. And there were none. There was not a single Jane Eyre meme on Tumblr. So I started making them. So I've been making memes since 2016. Yeah. And I've gotten very, po- not to brag, I've gotten very popular. And I'm taking those skills and putting them into Star Wars now. And it's going to get fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm, 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 exci- I, I'm excited to see how that turns out. Uh, we just had one of our l- listeners asking, um, how much do we stream on Twitch? Honestly, I'm not going to lie. We haven't done it in a bit, but I redownloaded the original Star Wars Battlefront 2 and some of the original Star Wars games. So like Force Unleashed and all those other ones. And what's great is that on PlayStation, you can't really put Twitch to those games, but you can on Xbox. So I'll probably going to do a Galactic Conquest campaign and just live stream that on Twitch and then just, you know, talk about stars the entire time i'll probably find some friends that are interested in doing that and then we'll just talk about stars for a couple hours and just take over the galaxy what like it's hard 
I used to do that all. I used to play that game all the time as a kid. So I haven't done it. Um, I haven't played that game in a bit. Um, <laughs> someone was uh, comparing you to Liam Neeson from uh, Taken. I have a very particular set of skills. Yeah. This is true. There you go. Talk about your truth universally acknowledged. Am I right? <laughs> uh, so, so out of all the new Star Wars projects, which one are you most excited for? I'm most excited for the um, one that's set like way, way back. I can never remember the name. Oh, the uh, the Dawn of the Jedi project yes. with uh, James Marigold. Yes, I am excited for that one. I'm very excited for that because, like I had said, I think it was a couple weeks ago. I mentioned that. I'm really intrigued by what the characters that we know and love, the stories they grew up with. Yeah. Because like Ray thought the Jedi were a myth. They were stories she was raised on. And so I'm curious what our favorite heroes from like the prequels and original trilogy, what stories they were raised on. Because we've kind of seen the stories that the sequels were raised on because they were raised on stories yeah. of the prequels and original trilogy. But what happened before that? Yeah. What are their myths, legends, stories? And also, being so far back, we might get more information on the Chosen One and that prophecy. Yes. And then at that point, we may actually be able to definitively figure out who the Chosen One is, was... Right, and I think that might actually have a tie-in with the father, the son, and the daughter, and all that stuff. Now, I'm not sure if if you heard about this, but a lot of rumors. Well, actually, it is pretty much true, just without like certain context. But Matt Smith actually was supposed to play the son, and the and the. I remember hearing that. Yeah, and he was gonna shave. And I got so sad because he has <laughs> amazing hair. Having Matt Smith in Star Wars is pretty great. I mean, we've already got one doctor. Why not add a second one? You can never have too many doctors. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I know some people would be like, well, at that point, why, well, why don't you just get Sam Witwer to just do the son in live action? Because he voiced him in the Clone Wars. Uh, but I think having that kind of lore added to the dawn of the jedi of where they're like you know here's the father here's the son here's the daughter here is here is habaloth and all that stuff and then maybe it takes place on Bridia, and you know we actually kind of understand of where the nice dishes came from and 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 maybe that planet is like the real birth of the force and all that stuff and then they traveled to a different galaxy and then they kind of pass that on because you have to think this is twenty six thousand years before the events of anything really going on yeah uh, i think that's a really good place for us to learn about yeah. the chosen one prophecy yeah of, of of having that happen in a different galaxy let's go explore that it'd be sick yeah, my little headcanon idea is that if Anakin is not the chosen one, that it was um, Max Rebo. The dyad between <laughs> Rey and Kylo, uh, because they're a dyad, so they're two parts of one thing. And Rey was like the light side, and Kylo was the dark side. Hmm. And then at the end, they kind of come together and like when he dies, you don't see a force coast because I think they become the two parts of a whole yeah. became whole again in a way. 
And so I think those two parts coming back together was bringing the balance. Does that make sense? No, it 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 does. So that's why I think if it's not Anakin, I think the dyad would be a really good option for the chosen one, just based on the bringing balance aspect. I understand what you're saying. I don't know how I like that though, because the vision that George Lucas had was that Anakin was the chosen one. And then Luke had to bring the chosen one back out of the darkness in order for him to fulfill his destiny. I see that. Yeah. So what happened in the sequels was to me that kind of tarnished Anakin's journey. Of him redeeming himself and bringing balance back to the force by taking the evil out of it. Now, there were stories and legends and and stuff like that where the dark side came back, but not as powerful as the Emperor. So the Emperor coming back in episode nine to me was, I love the actor, I love the character, it's great, but you're tarnishing what Anakin did and what Luke did in Return of the Jedi. You were going back... You're going backwards. To me, things that happen in the sequels kind of you were changing things that have been established for over 40 years. I don't think it really tarnishes it because Anakin Vader did not make a change for the galaxy. He got rid of Palpatine to save his son. He wasn't doing that for the galaxy. Oh, none of that mattered at yeah, that point. Yeah, right. But in the end, the result was still the same. He like still did did bring balance back to the force by taking the emperor out, even though it wasn't for the galaxy. Um, but he also doesn't have a legacy of that. Like, there is no legacy of Vader turned and brought balance. It's like in Ahsoka, they Ezra even asks. Yeah, and Sabine says that's what they say. So like nobody really knows. I think that line was okay. I think that line specifically was kind of a jab at the sequels of where Poe was like somehow Palpatine returned. Fair, yeah. Because of they explained how he came back in the comic book series. Yeah, and 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 that's it. That's all we got, and that created a bigger plot hole because Vader knew. Yeah, but okay, if you're And on he your was a force bed, ghost. He he was a force ghost. He saw Luke a couple of times. He's probably going to talk to Ahsoka. Fair. Yeah. So it's just like that created a plot hole. Maybe he just forgot. So you're telling me a Sabe storyline that involved Vader. You really think that Vader would forget that? Because Sabe was tied in, in into that comic book. Yeah, but um, she didn't have anything to do with the part of Exegol. You're right, but right before that, Vader was with Sabe, so you really think that he would forget his time with Sabe, including, and then leading up to him going to Exegol? Who's to say? I don't know, because those are very separate events. If he was, I haven't, I haven't finished. I'm not up to date on those comics. And you made a costume, and you didn't. Oh my goodness! Yes. I made a costume based on the first set that they released. And then in the second set where Sabe is featured, they changed her color scheme. (laughs) Her pants were green. Now they're gray. Her vest was cream. Now it's bright, bright white. She can have a costume change. No, she just used a lot of Tide is what it looks like. She could go to a 
to like her closet and be like, I'm gonna wear the same outfit but different colors. <laughs> it's it's not unheard of. Did you see all the capes that Lando owned? I mean, the handmaidens have a very, very wide array of costumes. I mean, Rabe disguises herself as a droid. No. She has a droid costume. Someone said that uh, that Force ghosts apparently have bad memories. See? Maybe they do. We don't know much about Force ghosts. I mean, but still, again, Vader being on his deathbed and Luke actually, like, you know, kind of holding his dead dad. I, as a father, would have been, like, you know, just to warn you about the trouble ahead. As a whole planet that has a bunch of star star destroyers under the ice, and the Emperor's not dead, he's alive. Okay, but he's not Hamlet. He's not dying, and then he's gonna be like, "Wait, I need to make a whole other speech." Now I'm dying, and another thing. <laughs> I'm just saying they they created another plot hole because of that story. Tell me I'm wrong. That's true from a certain point of view. And there it is. It's it's come to it's it's come back at me. Uh, someone was saying that they would love to see. Um, they are asking if they if Hugh Yang would end up make an appearance in the Dawn of the Jedi movie. Maybe not in Dawn of the Jedi, just because of I because of that's like the birth of the Jedi, or I mean, of like of the dark side and light side and everything. Maybe at the end, and maybe the person that is actually like you know becoming a Jedi. He ends up make uh, at the end. He he makes like the first droid, and the first droid is Hugh Yang or something, and then he helps younglings along the way to like yeah. make lightsabers and all that stuff. Uh, but I'm suspecting that he's gonna make a cameo in Acolyte. I would be very surprised if he didn't, just because he's been serving the Jedi Order for you know at least over a thousand years, probably even more than that. I'm just gonna say. I don't know if he will because his schedule might be booked because he needs to be in Good Omen season three. Make it happen. That's a different point. Well, Acolyte's already been filmed. So, Ah. so, and all he has to do is show up and, and do a voice. True. Well, yeah. But the Dawn of the Jedi has not. Well, yeah. So might not make an appearance there. Well, it could just be like a cameo thing. I'm not expecting him to have that big involvement in that, but to me, it would make sense if he had more involvement in Acolyte in some way, just because it's the prime of the Jedi. That's exactly what the High Republic is. They are, you know, doing what Jedi is supposed to do, and they are they are keepers of the peace. They're not soldiers. They're not fighting anyone's war. Which I'm very interested to see them because of that reason. Because we never have, yeah. we never really saw yeah. Jedi's that way. Yeah. Did you say Jedi's? It's not plural. Look, I'm from West Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. Myers, Barnes and Nobles, oh, okay. Rolling all right. Stones. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> but I mean, have you seen Good Omens? Uh, it, it's on my list. Okay. I watched the finale of Good Omen season two, and it's like huge. I'm not spoiling anything, but it, it's it's big. 
And then I went and watched Ahsoka and hearing David Tennant's voice, it took me so long to focus on anything other than David <laughs> Tennant's voice. Cause I'm just sitting there thinking Crowley. <laughs> well, here's my thing is that I'm a big doctor. I mean, I'm, I'm not like a diehard fan of doctor who, but I am a big fan of David Tennant as doctor who. So He's one, yeah, I have a hard time picking a favorite doctor, but I think David Tennant takes the cake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we just talked about that. Is West Michigan the bacon of, or the, wait, what? Hang on. That's an interesting one. Is Western Michigan the bacon or the mitten? It's a mitten because of when we're like, hey, like I'm, I'm from here. Where are you from? I'm trying to figure out in the camera because it reverses. I've heard a lot of things, but not bacon. I don't know what that means. Huh. All right. Anyways. Um, I know about pocket bacon. Puck. That's a critical role joke. I'm just bringing all sorts of fandoms into this podcast today. Okay. I was like, what is pocket bacon? <laughs> uh, but yeah. And then you got Endor season two. Skeleton crew. Very excited for that. Um, you've got Jude Law as one of the main characters in that as well. We think he's a Jedi. I think we actually know he's a Jedi just because of the trailer that we saw in um, Star Celebration London. I really hope that they release those trailers soon. Yeah. Because I feel bad for the public that um, has to go online and find like the leaked ones. Because I remember seeing all of them like in person and I was like, this is great. And I was that one nerd in the audience that had a giant notepad. So when the trailers happened, I was like, uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So I <laughs> taking notes at Star Wars Celebration. I love it. I, I was taking it, so it seriously. <laughs> I love it so much. I am not judging you. That is amazing. Uh, yeah. Yep. So I am excited for that. And we're also getting a um a kid Ortolan, which is the same species as Max Rebo. But what else is great is that he's got four limbs. He's got two legs and two arms. You're just blowing my mind here. I'm just letting you know. I'm excited. I'm going to buy all that merchandise. <laughs> well, now we're going to canonically on screen see the correct number of limbs that that species has. Yeah. And then I'm going to call everyone that has been rubbing that in my face. Well, okay. At the library, we have a comic where he's literally a teardrop with legs oh yeah no there's no, no arms oh, it's so weird i i i know i know and also we just <laughs> look you you started it i'm i'm gonna talk about i it. know the model used the first time around the shoulders are very like deep set yeah. and his elbows are like the wrong way around mm. they're they they function more like legs they look more like knees you have some examples when um grab the one where he's yeah yeah of, of that one so if you look at this one um this is what he looks like in the actual movie right so tell me without seeing his legs do those look like legs to you or arms well that's a toy first of all so it's I, going I, to be sculpted to be like an arm i i know but if you but if you watch the movie and you look at it this is what he looks like 
Yes, but the way the way he like holds his arms, they function his elbows function a little bit more like knees. I'm not saying his arms can't be knee-like. It's a different it's it's yeah. an alien species who's to say how their bodily autonomy works. Right. His elbows function more like knees in the way that they're bent they bend and they're positioned. When you see him in Book of Boba Fett, I get really like uncomfy vibes from that one because it looks so different the nose is so thin the eyes are completely set differently yeah. in the head he has full like humanoid shoulders yeah and i'm like no 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 bring bring back my wonky arms i want the wonky arms i don't want they this. weren't that wonky you they're, they're kind of wonky it's it's unique to him. I'm not saying it's bad. They're just they're wonky. They're not wonky. Don't wonky isn't bad. You're you're you are using it in a context that is upsetting my fandom for Max Rebo, and I don't appreciate <laughs> your tone. Okay, his arms are different than hu standard humanoid arms. Oh! Just another insult. Fine, it's fine. This so, is this is how he looks like. When you see him in Book of Boba Fett, he is just so different and he it's is, upsetting. So his so the main thing that's different about Max Rebo in the Book of Boba Fett is definitely his head. Yes. That's his main difference. His and, and the the ears coming from the head. Yeah. Um it's just upsetting. I I appreciate I appreciate the bringing back of Max Rebo. I think it was an amazing like Easter egg special cut kind of a thing. It I will was always awesome. remember that day. I will always remember that day. I will too. As I as soon as he came on screen, I screamed, "Curse you, Colin!" <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I feel like they could have done a better job with the puppet. Yeah. It's just so different. It it doesn't even look like Max Rebo. He survived the explosion. He went through it's a, a lot. It's a lot of plastic surgery. A lot of plastic surgery. And that's totally okay. It happens. But something that, something that I want to point out is that um is that the there's the new story that came out, uh Tales of the not Tales of the Jedi, uh a certain point of view, Return of the Jedi. And M Max Rebo is kind of depicted as a character that only has two limbs and he walks around and then um uh the music that he plays now is jazz now something that i will say is that it has been said in the past about these books that not everything in the books are canon and are just stories so with that being said there's a chance that what we see in, of what we read in the books and hear in the books does not really count because everything in live action and the TV shows always trumps that. Look. A certain point of view. The fact that his music is called Jizz <laughs> is not my favorite Star Wars fact. It is, in fact, <laughs> it is, in fact, my least favorite Star Wars fact. Did you see me not say it? However, <laughs> it is a Star Wars fact. Yeah. And it shall not be changed. Yeah. My other one of my actual favorite Star Wars facts, here you go, is the opera that Anakin and Palpatine attend in episode three. What's it called? It's a Mon Calamari ballet. Yes. Called Squid Lake. 
Is it actually called Squid Lake? It's I called think I knew Squid that. Lake. It's a Mon Calamari ballet That's called so Squid Lake. Huh. Instead of Swan Lake. When I read that, because it was in a in a book I was reading, they were watching a production of Squid Lake. I actually had to set down the book and just take a walk. <laughs> Squid Lake. Okay. All right. Huh. And then there was also that one time I was reading a novelization of The New Hope and it described Vader as taller than a tall man. And I was like, who wrote this? I mean, he is tall. But taller than a tall man? Yeah. <laughs> That's so abstract. You just, you just look like you saw a ghost. <laughs> also, Tatooine Sons. Yeah. They're called Tattoo One and Tattoo Two. I mm, I don't know about that one. At least they were in the book that I read. What book? It was a novelization of the of A New Hope. Was it one of the newer ones or older ones? It was a very old copy. Okay, so, so it's who's to say? <laughs> so that's probably Legends then, because I was like, it I, got, I, it's I been did. weeded from the library that I work at. It's that old. Oh, so there you go. I mean. Also, there's apparently dogs on Tatooine because it describes dogs barking in the distance. Listen, in the Ewok movie, there were um, roosters. There was a llama. There were bunnies hopping around. All that was canon at one point, by the way. And there was also a six foot Ewok that had a that that had a battle axe. And yeah, it, it, it was a whole thing. You know, if I haven't hadn't seen pictures to prove what you're saying, I would have thought you are just having a drug-induced hallucination <laughs> right now. Uh, so anyway, Skeleton Crew. Um, <laughs> I, I am excited about that show. I think that show is going to be fantastic. Uh, and then the other two is Bad Batch Season 3. That will be the final season. It will be the conclusion. We actually... So the trailer... Again, all these trailers have not been released yet, and it sucks because... I just want to watch them again. The Bad Batch was actually um, the in the Bad Batch. The Emperor actually showed up in that trailer, including Commander Wolf. And it's all probably going to lead into like, you know, rebels and like, you know, of kind of explaining where Captain Rex and Wolf and all these other characters have been all this time. And then the Emperor isn't involved because, you know, the cloning process. So we'll probably get like a sequel tie in. So, Yeah bad bash i need you to display that comment which one the the second one this one yes oh no just because the species has four doesn't mean max rebo isn't paraplegic and only has two limbs thank you whoever you are i love you you have my forever love <laughs> oh my goodness get out of here What is this comment? The, the the Max Rebo alien is surely being brought along for the humanoids to eat since they're lost in space, right? No, no. Get <laughs> no, out of here. No, what no, is that I'm, comment? I am calling that one no. No. No, they're not bringing um, a baby Max Rebo. It's going to be like baby Yoda is baby Max Rebo. He's not a baby. He's probably maybe like, you know, 
maybe nine or ten. Baby Max Rebo is not being brought on Skeleton Crew for food, unless he's a great chef. Get out of here! I know. <laughs> what if he is a great chef though? Instead of a musician, what if his talents are food? Okay, I just need to clarify. It's not actually Max Rebo. It's just his species. No, I know. But I'm not talking about Max Rebo. Oh, okay. I'm talking about the guy from Skeleton Crew. Baby Max Rebo. If he ends up being a chef, I could see him wearing a chef hat. And okay. He just controls the kitchen. I think it'll be fun. Not to completely disrail, derail this thing like I haven't done that a million times. <laughs> it's my purpose on this podcast. What if... Do you play D&D? I have played uh, a match or two of D&D. Okay. What if Max Rubo's species functions like a bard? And they have like a very specific specific talent to inspire people. And Max Rebo is like your stereotypical bard. He's a musician. But you can be a bard with food. My friend plays a uh, toxic frog named Tony. Spelled like phonetically. So it starts with a P. Like it's insane. A toxic frog named Tony. And he is he is a chef bard. And he cooks food to inspire people. Wow. But if you touch him, you will die because he's toxic. Oh, jeez. And he's in the kitchen making our food. <laughs> My goodness. Ugh. Anyway, Max Rebo is a bard and has wonky limbs. Anything else you have to say? Uh, Tales of the Jedi Season 2. I'm excited about that. That's fun because... I'm hoping we get stories that we haven't gotten yet. Maybe we get the story of Obi-Wan Kenobi, of young Obi-Wan Kenobi. So that way that we get Liam Neeson to come back as Qui-Gon Jinn. But mm -hmm. maybe if we get uh, a Balin arc of where we learn about Balin being a Jedi. I then, would love that so much. Yeah. There's so much that I would love to know more about Balin because he's such an interesting character. Even though he's barely got any screen time, I'm just like, I want more Balin. I... Honestly, I think it's just the actor. He's so magnetic. Ray Stevenson crushed it. And um that that uh meme going around of him talking about the um about being a Jedi of where he's just like I missed the idea of it. Yeah. Like of, of that one. It's just that that line is so poetic to me. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's just like it's it's done so well. Because it's not really talked about, besides maybe from Anakin of Anasoka, of why the Jedi Order was so corrupt and why it fell. And that one line just kind of states of like he 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 misses the idea of it, but he doesn't really miss being a Jedi just because of of what they became. Yeah, and I love that, and I think it's funny that it's a meme. So. Um, seeing Balin in the Clone Wars, seeing uh, Balin being a pad one, and maybe you know having Balin kind of walk around on Peridia and kind of leading up to the moment of where he gets to his destination, even if it's like fifteen minutes of him just walking through like the mountains and 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 him just reminiscing about old times, I'd be fine with that. Yep. I would be hundred percent fine with that. Yep. Yeah, and just do that in the Clone Wars animation. Do it. It'd be great. Ah. But yeah, so, and then we have the game Star Wars Outlaws. 
And that's got the main character. Her name is Kay Viss. Takes place between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. We may see Kira again. We're definitely going to see Jabba. We're definitely going to see more of the Underworld. So it's going to be awesome. I'm excited. Kira uh, has a book coming out soon, if oh. it's not out already. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, E.K. Johnson, who wrote the uh, Padme trilogy, is writing a Kira book. Oh, okay. That's actually exciting. Yeah, I'm intrigued. All right. Well, that's everything. I think that's it. Uh, if you're on YouTube, thank you so much for listening to us. We've got more content coming the way. Uh, we're on Instagram at Star Wars Stuff Podcast. We're on Twitter at Stuff Pod. We're on Threads at Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Uh, and we're also on Patreon. Patreon at Star Wars Stuff Podcast two one eight seven. We're also on TikTok. Search Star Wars Stuff Podcast. We got a bunch of stuff on there now. We have more stuff on the way, more skits, more clips, more us just being chaotic because that's what we do. Uh, and it's the whole reason they asked me to be on this show. Yep. Uh, and we're also on the Star Wars Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, uh, Star Wars Stuff Group, and Star Wars Stuff Podcast page. We're on Twitch uh, at Star Wars Stuff Gaming. Please go on Apple Podcast and and give us a review. We love hearing your feedback. At Star Wars Stuff Podcast, uh, Star Wars Stuff Podcast .com, That's our website. Ray made it. It's fantastic. Thank you. And all the links to everything we just talked about are on that website. So go check it out. Um, yeah. That's everything. Do you have any uh, great words of wisdom to leave the people? I don't know how to top last week. Okay, I'll, I'll 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 do this one. Be nice. Just be nice, and it's okay that you don't like somebody. That's okay. Wow, you took it seriously when I take it chaotic. <laughs> that, that wasn't pointed towards you. I was just saying being nice, but yeah, you say, "Hey, any last words?" And I say, "Max Rubo only has two legs." And you say, "Be nice to each other. It's okay if you don't like something." That is. That is our energies <laughs> in a nutshell. All right. Well, that See being, ya. May the force be with you. Always.